Welcome back. We are talking about what to do financially after the loss of a spouse. What are the financial things that we need to look at? What are some of the areas that are possibly missed that create a lot of stress, a lot of cost associated with that? And we have mentioned several. We've talked about probate. We've talked about updating our wills, the importance of opening an estate checking account, checking your credit report, looking for open accounts uh, that might be out there that you're not really aware of or you don't use. Uh, we don't want those to fall into the wrong hands um, and, and, and so much fraud that goes on. Where we can find paperwork for marriages or divorces that are necessary to file for benefits, uh, such as Social Security or the veterans. Uh, and where we left off, I want to talk a little bit about financial aid, and this will relate to uh, parents of, um, you know, children in, in that age, um, younger parents. Uh, but one, th one thing you're not probably, maybe not aware of is the importance of what we call a change in circumstances associated with financial aid. And we talked a little bit, I did a series on financial aid, and one of the things that I talked about was that there are situations that we can go through that allow financial aid offices to increase the aid packages. And a loss of a spouse is one of those situations. And the financial aid process is a very standardized process. It's, um, it's somewhat of an automated process. You just kind of go through it. Uh, but the government gives the ability for the financial aid offices and the colleges to, to change the outcome of that. And they can change the outcome of that in certain circumstances. And, and what we call this change of circumstances. And one of those changes of circumstances is the loss of a spouse. So if you have lost a spouse uh, together with other situations, loss of job, various things along those lines, you can call the financial aid office and let them know that. And generally they will change the financial aid awards. They will increase them associated with that. So that is definitely an area that, that parents with children in that age need to look at. Uh, one other thing I want to mention um, before we go on to some of the other topics uh, is in changing title. And this is very, very common. I see this all the time. Um, I, see, I see parents add adult children to their accounts for convenience, uh, add, them, add them to the title of their home, uh, add them to the title of their stock accounts, mutual fund accounts. Um, most of the time these things are done for convenience. And it's really a huge mistake, actually. Um, what people don't realize is when they do that, what they're actually legally doing is that they are gifting one half of their account to that person. So when you add someone to that account, and it's a joint account with you and that other person, you own half, they own half. And I understand the importance of doing that for convenience. There's other ways that you can do that. Uh, for convenience, but the biggest mistake here is what happens with that gift. And this is where we can get into some of the Medicaid rules and some of the eligibility associated with that. Um, there's just all kinds of negative consequences associated with that and the changing of titles and, and for this convenience issue and, you know, a lot of older, older, um, older, older clients want to add one of their adult children for convenience, and I get it. But there's all different ways that you can do that. 
uh, and handle that convenience. There's a lot of, they can, you can do what we call a TOD, transfer on death designation, which is like a beneficiary designation that can be where you put someone on your accounts and they receive those accounts when something happens to you. Uh, you can also authorize another party to receive a copy of the statements. Um, you can authorize them to do a number of different things associated with the accounts, you know, from duplicate statements to making trading requests and so forth. And there's just so many different ways to handle this convenience issue. Um, but adding someone to title and putting them on your account is not the way to do it. And, you know, it is a gift of one half of the equity, and it has severe repercussions in a Medicaid eligibility situation. So it's something you want to stay away from. Um, if you have done that, I would encourage you to talk to your banker, talk to your broker, talk to whoever can handle the paperwork for you to potentially undo that and, and take care of whatever it is that you desire um, for that to happen. Um, now let's move on to another topic. One of the areas that I, I run into quite a bit is, is people who think that they have life insurance out there, but they're unable to locate the agent or the company in the call. In the last show, I talked a little bit about this list, this list uh, that you need to make available to spouses and adult children. Uh, and this list would be a list of professionals, such as your insurance agent, your accountants, uh, the various, you know, your stockbroker, the various people that provide you services. You know, giving, giving your heirs the ability to contact them and, and take care of the things that need to be done. Uh, but I do see people a lot of times that uh, think there's life insurance out there. They're not really sure where it, where it is. They're not really sure if it's in force. Uh, they're not really sure um, who the agent is. It might be something that was purchased years ago, and they just don't know if it was ever dropped. Uh, what do you do in those situations? Well, you can do several things. Um, there are there's a there's one third party out there that actually provides a service uh, for finding policies that's out there. It's it's a it's an organization called the Medical Information Bureau. Um, or MIB for short. The Medical Information Bureau is a third party that's out there that houses a lot of uh, insurance information. In fact, whenever you apply for insurance, they generally contact the Medical Information Bureau to see if there's any other information out there on record. Um, the Medical Information Bureau will take an application with various companies, house all that information. Uh, insurance companies use it actually to try to identify um, you know, potentially when, when an illness or something that's not being disclosed to them, uh, they generally can find that information, but you can also use it to find out if an application has been made to an insurance company. Uh, their web address is MIB.com. MIB.com, it's the Medical Information Bureau. Uh, you can contact them, and, and for a small fee, they will do a search to see whether or not any applications were made with different uh, companies uh, for someone. It uh, doesn't necessarily tell you whether or not the policies are in force, but at least it will, it will give you a starting place. You can pick up the phone, you can call customer service. Um, if an application was made to different companies, you can call them 
to find out whether or not it was still in force. Uh, so that's Medical Information Bureau, MIB.com. Um, also want to mention several other places that we might have life insurance that are often overlooked. Uh, most of the time, the private policies that people have, uh, most people know about them. Uh, but a lot of times there's some small policies that are out there um, people are not aware of, uh, such as trade associations. Um, if the deceased was in some type of trade association um, associated with their profession uh, and they were a member of that organization, you typically will find some type of insurance policy associated with that membership. Um, you need to contact them. Um, find out if that, that is one of their benefits uh, associated with that. You also will find that with fraternal groups, Kiwanis, uh, groups like that. Fraternal groups also have membership. They also have uh, these types of benefits available for members. Uh, employers, you know, most employers provide a basic amount of insurance uh, for free. Um, sometimes they, um, people take supplemental insurance for more. Um, in fact, most people do typically know that because it's a payroll deduction, something they, uh, that was taken off of your paycheck. But the basic insurance, I see an awful lot of people that don't realize to call the companies, uh, the older employers, to see whether or not there was a benefit there. So I just want to mention that. Associations, trade associations, fraternal groups, employers. You can also check with labor unions. Uh, in fact, you can check with just about anybody that there's a membership. Uh, most of these memberships uh, will provide additional benefits, maybe not necessarily life insurance, but it's certainly worth uh, a phone call. Uh, but labor unions, uh, banks also uh, generally provide insurance associated with, um, with checking accounts and various things there. Credit card companies also provide that as well. Uh, you need to make phone calls to these people to see whether or not um, there's any kind of life insurance there. It, it typically won't be a large amount, um, but it might be a few thousand dollars that really can help. Uh, one of the other areas that is often overlooked uh, is mortgage cancellation insurance. Um, a lot of times when people took out a mortgage, uh, they signed up for the mortgage insurance and the mortgage cancellation. And, and basically, when they, when they took out the mortgage, um, a few dollars of their payment is going to go to this insurance uh, to pay off the mortgage if they died. And I, find, I see people that just kind of forget about this. And maybe they've been paying on it for a while. Maybe the mortgage has been paid off, and they don't realize that they have that type of coverage. And you can see that by looking at your mortgage statement, because if you have a mortgage, and you look at those statements, you will see that deduction on there. So you can give them a call to see whether or not that's, uh, that's a benefit for you. Uh, Long-term long care policies also have death benefits as well. Uh, you need to look into that. Uh, there might be a possible situation there uh, that you would be able to receive a death benefit for that. Um, well, that pretty much wraps up our time today. Uh, we'll pick up next week. We've been talking about uh, ways to find, ways to look to see whether or not there's any kind of life insurance out there that you need to make claim for. Uh, and then next time we'll pick up from there. Next time we'll pick up from there.